Welcome to Buying Florida with Didier. Whether you're looking to move, invest, start a business, or expand, Didier will share with you everything you need to know. Tune in, learn, and improve with Didier and DDA Mortgage. Now here's your host, Didier. Didier Buying Florida. I'm Didier with Didier Mortgage. And today we're going to talk about a second opinion. Uh, I think it's important because a lot of I see a lot of things going on. I want to share it with you today, and I think it's important. You know, I think if you're getting a good faith estimate, I think it's a good idea to get a second opinion, have someone else look at it. I had a realtor recently give me uh, a friend of theirs to look at the good faith estimate. I looked at it and I was like, wow, I mean, they were paying like an extra couple of points. It was expensive, so I gave my thoughts and views. And on that, but I just think it's really important. And let me start off with in my my video that I did. You know, I was going to one dealership where I bought the car, and you know, I wanted to. They, they told me hey, I needed new brakes. I said, "Well, let me get a. You know, I'll let me get back with you." So I went to my other mechanic, and he says, "You don't need brakes. They're perfect." The dealership, and they apologize, and they did some things, and yada yada yada. So then I gave him a second chance, and then. There was something else like in my, uh, in, under my engine, it was gonna cost $1,200. I said, well, let me get back with you. And another mechanic looked at it and goes, we just need to tighten that cap up, you're fine. You don't need to do anything. So, you know, obviously I fired the dealership and said I'd never come back again. And I was real nice to him. But like, I, I think the point I'm trying to make is on the, on the good faith estimates, it's not bad to have a second opinion. You know, as I've mentioned in the video, that everything is predicated on credit scores. But like, if you're paying a lot of points and you're seeing that it's not really right, you gotta remember the people that are advertising and spending heavy amounts on advertising, you gotta pay for that advertisement. So it costs money, so they're charging. So I just think that you just need to really kind of have that done and then really seek the advice of someone that you know and trust and then also ask a second opinion. Like when I'm looking at someone doing a refinance, and I want to get into that. When we're looking at a refinance, first of all, there's closing costs. You have like the title, the recording fees, the doc stamps, the processing, tax service. You may have an appraisal, not, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You know, those closing costs could, you know, be in the 3,000 range or 4,000 range, depending on the loan size. So really, this is what I need you to understand. What is the difference in the payment? And I'm not talking about, and you always have to go with apples to apples. Principal and interest to principal and interest. What are you saving? If it's costing you $4,000 and you're dropping your payments from $2,200 to $1,900, well, $4,000 and you're saving $300 a month divided is like 13 months. That's a no-brainer. You want to refinance. That means one year, one month, you've recuperated your closing costs and you're off and running. Now, if you're going to sell your home in six months, I wouldn't do it. But then you're staying in the home for longer than 13 months and you got something going on. And so I think that you want to look at what it's costing you. And I don't mean by the prepaid, I mean the hard cost. What are the hard costs costing you? Because prepaids are going to get washed out regardless. You're going to get your escrows back. You're going to miss a month's mortgage payment. So that all washes out. So what's really the hard cost and what is it that you have to bring to the table? And so, you know, a lot of times you, you need to look and find out. 
I had a gentleman that was, you know, he uh, called me up about refinancing and he had a really low rate. And so it was a VA and I saw they seek for a payoff and I was wondering, my goodness, what did they charge him to get that payment? Because, you know, a lot of the VAs get fooled because they don't have to worry about their income. They don't have to worry about, uh, you know, any value of your home. They do like a VA Earl. And so, you know, you can add on all these closing costs and be outrageous and you're dropping 150 thinking you got, every, wow, I just dropped a payment 150. I haven't to do anything. Well, if it costs you $10,000, you think that's a little expensive? So if you take $10,000 and you divide it by 150, that's taking you six, that's five years. Five years and uh, six months to recuperate. That's not a deal. So, you know, like, and, and again, like I see like on some of my, uh, I get posted when people are getting a payoff. So I had a couple payoffs that were getting posted. So I emailed my past customers and they told me they got this rate and they said they weren't happy. But then I went over, I emailed them. I said, no, it's really a great rate on a rate term refi. You did wonderful. So please go forward. So I don't mind that I didn't get the loan. I mean, it would have been nice, but I think it's nicer that I responded kindly and let him know that he did okay with his rate. So, you know, you see all these things in the newspaper and they, they, these rates are here, but are they really real? I mean, are they really real? You know, like I pretty much do all my loans at a discount and it doesn't come close to some of the things that I see. And we're a wholesale unit as a broker and I control my, my profitability. So I drop it to make sure that I always provide the best deal to my clients. So I just think that there's something there on that second opinion. You know, like if you are refinancing and you're paying points and there's no lender credit, the only thing I'm thinking is maybe, maybe your credit score isn't there. So if you have a lower credit score, yeah, you may not get a lender credit and that's very possible. But if you're at like an 800 credit score, a 740 and greater, and you're doing a rate term refi and you got origination, you got points, but you got no lender credit, I'll be like, whoa, what's going on here? So I just think that's a really good thing to do and a good practice. You know, like it's amazing where we'll, we'll shop around all these other things, but when it comes to getting a mortgage, well, that's kind of some serious stuff there. And how many times do you do a mortgage? They talk about that you either sell or refinance or do something every five to seven years. Well, you're doing it, you know, a handful of times and you want to make sure that you get it done correctly and that you're protected and someone's looking after your best interest. So I just thought I'd share that with you. But I just want you guys to be careful in the VA Earls that, you know, like I know they put new regulation in there that there's got to be a certain percentage and things of that nature. But look at the cost that it's costing you, you know. If you're at a 3% interest rate and you're doing a VA roll and it's like, they're gonna give you a 1.8, what's it costing to get to that 1.8? Is it costing like two points plus your closing cost? You know, I, I think if you got a low rate and you're in the threes, you kind of sit tight. I don't see anybody doing anything in the threes. I think you let it go. I personally have a 3.875 and I'm holding. And, uh, you know, I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but if we go to negative rates, it could be an opportunity for that 3.875 to be refinanced and make total sense. So those are things that you have to look at. And it's a case-by-case -case basis. So that's what I think. And sometimes, you know, when you're doing a refi and you're looking at maybe getting a little cash out, you know, cash out's more expensive. 
Maybe you do a rate term refi and then you do a little HELOC no closing cost, you know. So those are the things you have to break down and consider when going. You know, you can refinance an FHA. They have also where you can do a streamline on an FHA. But, you know, you got to remember people, you're putting a little bit of that FHA funding fee back on and you have your monthly PMI and you might have gotten it. But, you know, it could make sense. I'm doing a gentleman right now. Scores are horrible. And he would be over 5% on a refi, but I can get him a 2.8 FHA and he's still way ahead of the game. And we can always look at refinancing. So, you know, if everything is a case by case basis, I think you have to look at it and, you know, see what makes the most sense in terms of doing a refinance. And on your purchases, you know, like don't get so like, you know, when you see something that maybe so low the rate, Maybe you're really paying an arm and a leg for that rate. And I just don't think you should. You know, like if you got low credit scores and you got to pay a point, well, I got that. You have to because there's no lender credit. But if you got really great credit scores, I, I just don't believe in buying down rates because I've been doing this for 34 years. And I just see that, you know, rates can go, you know, they go up, they go down. But, you know, like it's always, uh, you know, like people are still refinancing. My goodness. I mean, you got, we were refinancing people, what, in the fives, and then we went to the fours, and we're in the threes, and now we're in the twos. Who's to say? Who's to say we're not refinancing the ones down the road? I, I, I think you find this interesting. Do you know in Japan, I think their refi in their 30 year is 0.76%? Did you hear what I said? 0.76? Isn't that crazy? People are refinancing their mortgage at 0.76%. We're not talking 2.875 or 3 or 2.6. We're talking 0.76. So you got to keep that in mind about what's going on. So I think there's some great things. And I think there's some great opportunities still to come. You know, I could be wrong. Uh, I can never predict the markets. But I, I do think that, you know, I keep hearing we're negative rates, negative rates, negative rates. Well, you know, if it makes sense today, you do today. Because you don't know what tomorrow brings. But for those that it doesn't make sense, there is a possibility that when you get to next year, it could happen, that uh, we could have something like that happen in the one. So, you know, if I always say, if today makes sense, you're saving money, you go to next year, hey, you might have an opportunity again. And for those that it didn't make sense, it may make a lot of sense next year. So I'm Didier at Didier Mortgage, and I'm just really wanting here to share with you the things that you need to do. And I'm only here to educate you, help you, and really bring to your attention that, again, a second opinion. Do me a favor. Go to www.ddamortgage.com. Subscribe to my videos. You like the video? Head over to the podcast. Keep it 10 minutes. Keep it simple. Keep it easy. I'm wishing you all a great week. I appreciate you tuning in. My hours are building up. I mean, people are growing and coming to my podcast, and I'm really honored. I'm grateful that you spend the time listening to me and learning. So thank you so much. Wonderful week, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Buying Florida with your host, Didier. For more information and to apply for a loan, please visit ddamortgage.com. That's ddamortgage.com. Or click on the link in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Have a great day.